Get ready for a transformation. But in this kingdom, we start growing. We are replacing those carnal thoughts with the word of God. Our minds are renewed to the word of God. At that time, glory, glory, glory. So when we are speaking, we are speaking from knowledge. Or you wake up and say, Hey, Bunga Fish Angari, glory to God. I took it in the dream. I will never take it in life. In the name of Jesus. Say, I'll never be poor. Ah! Jesus Christ. Pay attention to everything I'm going to show you. Another life-changing moment with Apostle Peters. I want to show you something today on the sufferings and the glories. The sufferings and the glories. The sufferings and the glories. And I wanted to turn your Bible to First Peter chapter number 1. Reading from the 11th verse. My life is for the glory of God. I'll never be small in my life. Alright, you better learn to use your mouth and talk yourself to the top. Don't do quiet, quiet Christians. Quiet Christians don't go far. They are the type that struggle with everything. They struggle with victory to have it. They struggle with sin. They struggle with everything. Why? Because they are too quiet. When you vocalize your faith, you activate the power of God. That's the anointing of God's spirit. First Peter chapter number 1, reading from the 11th verse. Read it to me. One to go. The sufferings of Christ. Huh? So Christ suffered. The Bible says, yes. The sufferings of Christ... And the glory that should follow. And it's amazing. If you study about great men. There are two groups of great men. There are great men that suffered before they became great. Then we have a few others that didn't suffer. Now, if you ever met a great man that did not suffer. And yet he became great. That means somebody suffered for him. Do you understand? Somebody already did something. He just stepped into it and started enjoying it. What do I mean? I want to give you. For instance, David suffered before he became great. Maybe I should pause a while and explain what I mean by sufferings. It's important. Because you see, when you talk about sufferings, we think different things. But the definition that the dictionary gives us of suffering, it says to suffer means to undergo hardship. To undergo hardship. To feel pain. To have disease. And to become worse. I want to say that again. Somebody said, <laughs> that's not good enough. All right, just hear me out. <laughs> I don't like that kind of suffering. No, must I go through this? Listen. To suffer means to undergo hardship, to feel pain, to have disease, and to become worse. Now, listen to this. 
uh, I want to talk about two sufferings first. There is the suffering, the one I just described now, that I just defined, that you undergo this. Then there is another suffering that is not actually suffering. The Bible calls it hardness. In reality, it's not suffering. It's a training. Where you are trained for a period of time before you are released into your glory. Now, everybody, not, people don't like that one. They don't like to go through. They just want it to happen quick, quick. And that's why, because people don't like it, and that's why you have people who have been into ritual just to make money. Some of them suffer a little, just a little while, and they're about to hit it. And then they, they got fed up. They say, ah, it's enough. Ha, they start complaining. What is all this? What is all this? What is that? Somebody, if you ask somebody, why are you, what, why are you doing this ritual money? Oh, why are you duping people? Why are you being fraudulent? Because you want to make money. Listen to what they will say. It might be because of one stupid reason. It's because my mother, my mother has been very sick. She's at the hospital. No money to kill her. She's dying. Or she may even say, he may even say, oh, my mother died out of sickness because of money. And I went to the rich folks. See how they rubbished me. And so that was enough reason for him to therefore go and make money in a strange way and land himself in trouble. But for children of God, God makes us understand when you go through some things that there are trainings. And I want to help you today so you understand. Because some people, when they're going through those things, the way their attitude towards life is usually bad. And towards God. They get angry at God. Go study the Bible. There were those that God worked with that went through some periods in their life. Those periods are called hardness. Period of hardness. Now there's a difference between hardness and hardship. Second Timothy. Turn to Second Timothy. Let me show that to you. The second chapter, Second Timothy. The third verse. It says, "Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ." Now the King James says hardness. I understand that a few other translations translation says hardship no it's not hardship it's hardness that's the right thing. king james got it right why because of the complete truth about the gospel nobody is supposed to go through hardship anymore because of what jesus has done so when you find the, the spirit of god will never tell you to endure hardship he can only tell you to endure hardness he won't tell you to endure what jesus had already endured for you you get it so, he can only tell you to endure hardness because hardness is a period of training where God trains you. And that's why he says, as a soldier of the Lord. Soldiers are trained. You see, what, to, to a soldier, what are hardness? Hardness are those things that he goes through when they tell him, alright! Run, 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 run! The guy is thirsty, he can't stop. All those period, his body is weak, but he cannot stop. Why? He stops, he's in trouble. So he just keeps running. <laughs> There are periods that they train them to go without food. There are periods that they train them to stand certain way. Their legs spinning them. They will tell them, alright, you have to climb this rope now. From here to there. The ground is bad. You fall. You are in trouble. So you have to learn to climb it. To go on that rope. And so on and so forth. Fall! Like a log of wood. 
in some of those. And then you say, eh? Like a log of wood. That means your hands have to be by your side and you fall. Ah! <laughs> Hardness. You know, I had a friend that once was about to be initiated to a court. And they said, before we initiate you, they call it a term. They give it a term. You have to go through some things. So that when you are fighting with your mate or with another court, you will not feel the pain. So want to train you how to be tough. And they took a matchet. They didn't use the piercing part, you understand? That sharp part. They used the face of it and gave him some weeping. He what? He said, why we beat you? Don't cry. Ah! And they beat him and beat him. They said, what they're doing is so that when you when you are faced with other people and then or enemies and they're beating you and you will not run you'll be used to it while you're still fighting or when you have to get into the hands of police and then they are torturing you confess no matter the torturing you will not confess what a life <laughs> you see they do theirs unto destruction but as we are trained unto glory hallelujah by the way that's what we just saw jesus suffered and after his suffering glories were supposed to follow the king james says glory actually the niv says glories the new international version says glories that means after the sufferings they must come the glories and that was what jesus saw that's why he endured let's assume that the father said oh my son you just have to suffer after suffering that would be the end. Ah, sir, what's the purpose of the suffering? You just suffer. Ah, no. But what kept Jesus going was because he saw the light on the other side. All that time he was going through what he was going through, he was looking at us. He saw me, Apostle Victor. He saw the other guy over there, Pastor Daniel. He saw the other one over there. He saw the other one. He was seeing all of those. He says, oh, see beautiful children. I oh, know I have to go through. Pia! Ah, he remembers. That glory kept him going. <laughs> you see, there are times that I don't know whether you ever experienced it. Maybe as a student. And while you were there, and somebody already promised you money. And you know this is a big money. It's coming by next week. But right now you don't have anything in your room. But because you are remembering that money, you are focused right now. That Gary that you're drinking, you're drinking and you say, don't worry, by this time next week. <laughs> because you're looking at the glory that's coming. Oh, it's Friday night. And then somebody suddenly call you, you don't have anything, or you call up someone, and they say, don't worry, I won't be able to make the transaction, but on Monday I'll make transaction. And tell you the, you know, the number, the figure. And you say, eh? That's what you're sending to my account. Right there, you start calculating out. You will spend the money on right there. Oh God! Once I go to the market on Monday, ah, I'll look for chicken. Mama, it's been it's been longer I ate so and so because of the kind of money that is coming in. You understand? <laughs> you calculate everything, and you comfort yourself. Don't worry, don't worry. Take the garden. with joy. You'll be taking it. <laughs> Why wow, you're looking at the glory? And that's what Jesus saw. There must be a glory after the suffering. And by the way, I'm talking to you about this kind of suffering that is training. 
what Jesus went through was not just a training, but it was a real suffering. Both together. And the Bible says, you see, how do you know it's a training? God, according to the Bible, God was testing Jesus. Was testing him. That's some kind of training. And the Bible says, if he had not done that, he wouldn't have been a perfect captain of our salvation. Because he did it, he endured. He became the perfect captain. The one that brought us salvation. Then the other side of it was that he suffered for real. Because while he was on that cross, terrible sins and sicknesses and diseases were laid on him. So he was sick on that cross. He became sick. He had the cold, he had the flu, he had everything on that cross. Think about before he got there. He was whipped. He was embarrassed. He was disgraced. He was humiliated. The Bible says at one point they slapped him. They covered his face and slapped him. He said, tell us, prophesy. You are a prophet. You've been prophesying. Prophesy, who slapped you? And put out thorns. Crown of thorns and forced it into his head. And say, oh, hail king. Mm-hmm. So he suffered that. But the Bible says for the glory. Oh, I think we should read there again. First Peter. First Peter again. The 11th verse. First chapter. He says, searching what? Let's look at it from verse 10. To put it in context. Of which salvation the prophets have inquired. So he's talking about salvation. And search diligently. Who prophesied of the grace that should come unto you? That's us. Searching what or what manner of time the spirit of Christ which was in them did signify. When it testified beforehand. He testified, he prophesied beforehand, witnessed beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glory that should follow. So he was told ahead that he would suffer. So he was prepared for it. But he knew the glory that would follow. I love that kind of training. When you know, you know, when you're suffering with hope, not one that you're suffering for nothing. And Jesus doesn't want us to suffer for nothing. If you're in that shoes where you're suffering for nothing, you put yourself in that mess. For instance, you went to stay with one guy that is not your husband. Yet, you say you poor couple. And the guy is suffering lack. And you too, you lack. And you're together in that room. You wash his clothes. He will even beat you up. And he says, I love you, my man. I know the Lord will change that story. He will not. <laughs> Once you got yourself in that mess, you have to be the one to clear it yourself. You will not. Glory to God. Glory to God. Alright, so and um, so that, that kind of suffering for Christ was real suffering and was also with training. And because Jesus had gone through that, we are not expected to go through that. If you go through any kind of sufferings now, it should be a suffering of training. It's called suffering in quotes, but it should be for training. That's not exactly a suffering say hallelujah and then i was telling you about great men two kinds of great men there are great men that suffered before they became great there are other great men that did not suffer before they became great they met greatness for instance david david suffered he went through a lot you see at one time 
why his brothers were popular and known and were with the sheep david was at the backyard rearing sheep he was not even supposed to be seen well 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 god used him to bring victory to israel yet he was not recognized one time he was about to be recognized Saul got angry because they sang who david has slain tens of thousands Saul only slain thousands and so say eh what's that what did i just hear because david just defeated goliath he said what's that i just said then he became jealous of him now he was supposed to come into glory so started going after his life no more peace of mind so he would have said hey because i helped them win so I, that, before he fought goliath and won he was at peace now he had won he was supposed to so, someone else would have been promoted because of it would have become rich but for him no why god was training him because it was not yet time you see god was training him saul went after his life you see when you're going through these trainings what you do matters how you act how you respond at that period matters a lot to god because that's what god is looking for that could either promote you or keep you where you are delay you how you respond and so david going through all of this going through all of this he was supposed to have been promoted enriched but no his life then at one time saul went after his life trying to kill him was trying to kill him and then he became a, a personal non grata he have a home to himself started running around he will hide in this place they say saul is coming again ha he will pack hey let's go you see we're just going from one place to no peace no rest but brother all that time of training god even tested him to see how he will react to saul his enemy his arch enemy when he caught saul one time this was the person that was pursuing him wanted to kill him he caught saul said, ah the guy was sleeping now someone else would have said my goodness this is the person that does not make me have a home i couldn't stay with my parents i could do nothing couldn't settle down with my family settle down with my wife oh thank god say lord i thank you you just delivered him and he would have killed him but you know what he did he did not kill him why he told us why he said because he's anointed you see in your journey you may have somebody who's anointed maybe a man of god a woman of god someone offend you you get offended in your journey why are you making this your journey don't touch him either with your tongue with your thoughts with your hands or with your money don't touch him because when you do you fail the test why you stand against god himself he says touch not my anointed do my prophets no harm that's what he says if you disobey that you fail the test and so god was watching him how he will react twice he could have killed him but he kept saying because it's the lord's anointed i will not touch him this is the person that made him to be going up and down no rest but he said i will not touch him and then one day somebody came to give him the news amalekite he says sir i have a news for you the guy was running and then he came and came to david what happened what's the news he said your enemy is dead who are you talking about he said saul is dead 
It is in fact he wanted to die. Anyone who wanted to die. So he now said I should kill him to finish the thing up. So I now decided to kill him and I brought you the crown. He thought David would say, Oh wow, this is the crown. Put it on my head. I'm the king now. He thought David would say, All right, you know what you're going to do? Enrich him. Put a garment on him. Put a ring on his finger. Make him rich. Make him big. He helped me get rid of my enemy. But instead, he was surprised what he saw. David tore his own clothes. Ah, the guy is confused. What happened? Sir, what I said is that the guy is dead though. I saw him die. He died. David said, ah! Ah! And the guy was confused. What's going on here? And he started mourning. Crying. And his followers too. Because they are, he had trained them. Those people to join in mourning. Before this time, they were not like that. It was his followers that suggested to him when they saw so lying down. They said, let, let, let's, Sir, I will do it for you. Only once. I won't do it twice. I will kill him. And David corrected them. You see, they've been trained. So now when they saw their master tore his clothes, they also tore their clothes. They started mourning, crying for their enemy. Ah! The guy got confused. The Amalekite. He didn't know what to say again. In reality, he didn't kill him. But he just came to say it so that he thought he would be rewarded. David said, in the evening time, David said, come. Where did you say you are from again? The guy already mentioned before. He said, say it again. Where do you say you are from? He mentioned it again. <laughs> David said, you, you know what David, what got his attention? Where have you been? What kind of training do you have? You see, when you see members, Christians, when you see them talk against another man of God, you should know the kind of church they've been. What kind of training they've had. Here, we don't talk against men of God. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter what it does. If we don't understand, we shut up. We don't talk against men of God. That does not mean that we should support the wrong doctrine. We teach the word of God the way it is, but we don't talk against men of God. You don't touch the anointing. Uh, or the anointed and then you 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 go scot-free god will ask you for it because you're you're fighting him and but the man of god i signed he was sleeping with the girl shut up that did not change the fact that he was anointed the bible says if he falls he falls for his master he stands he stands for his master leave him alone with god you have no business with that uh-huh. so why should we be idolizing men of god hey see what is the matter we should not say it if somebody's wrong did God send you? You that you're judging. The judgment is coming on you. That's what the Bible reveals. You have no business. Either you like him. You don't like him. You understand his style. You don't understand his style. Just be quiet. I learned long ago. The Bible says different administrations. The same spirits. Somebody may lay hands to bring healing. Another man of God. To bring healing. Another one will speak, te, te, rub it to bring healing. Of course, it happens. Another one, will, somebody was sick in the stomach, and the man of God went there and said, You're sick. Boom, boom, boom. Three times. Punch the woman's stomach. Now, somebody who doesn't understand, say, Ah! This is not from God. You, because you're looking for it to happen in a certain way, and God is bigger than men. The way he does his thing is different. 
how come Jesus wanted to use somebody? A spat. I used it to touch the person's tongue and started. You see, and that's exactly what the Pharisees did. They were angry at Jesus. They didn't understand his method, and they had to say, "This man is using is using Beelzebub to cast out devils." Say he's using devil to cast out devil. Say the power of devil is what he's using because they didn't understand him. They got confused. Ah uh-uh. ah. Didn't we see how Moses did it? Didn't we see how Elijah did it? We saw how Elijah did it. How can his own be different? So they started talking against him, but they didn't know. That they were damning themselves. They were condemning themselves. You see, it was a lesson that David needed to learn. Don't touch the anointed. And this was his enemy. So, in the period of training, different training, different lessons that God will be teaching you. He'll be looking at you. How are you going about this thing? It's a period of training. Why? Because of the glories that are supposed to follow. Glory to God. Alright. So David suffered and finally what happened? He became the king. Not only of one tribe, of two tribes. Of Judah first and of Israel next. So he became the king over all. But he suffered to get it. Guess what? Solomon did not suffer. The guy was born as a prince. When he was born, his father was already a king. You know some children do suffer when they are small. The daddy has not become rich. <laughs> but this one, right from day one, he enjoyed. And he became great too. Very great. You see, two kinds of great men. Some will suffer, some will not. Now listen to me. Because you suffered, or because the other guy did not suffer, does not mean that the guy is superior to you. It's not true. If God didn't let him go through that training because of his background, or because they left wealth for him, he will train him some other way. He knows how to do it. God is not going to make his parent poor because of him. What do you think? He's not going to. And in fact, real great men had to go through this training. Started the Bible. Joseph went through the training, went through suffering period. From, from his father's house to the pit. And then from there, series of PPP. From the pit. Potiphar's. That's another P. From there to the prison. Glory to God. I love the next set of P's. From that become the right hand man of who? Pharaoh. That's another P. And that's a prime. Say hallelujah. You see, but the, the beginning of the P's, those first P's were not so good. I mean, when he got to Potiphar's house, he thought he had arrived. They put everything under his charge. He said, man, I'm a king in this place. So everything, nothing goes out or comes in. He's the boss. And he was getting comfortable there. And God has to step in and say, Mm-mm, this is not my plan for you. You know, sometimes when you're still in your small and you're still thinking, ah, see what the Lord has done for me. I've arrived. And God will say, ah. Because he knows he has to get uncomfortable so he can come out of here. Otherwise, he won't get to where he's taking you. You're making some small chump change. You say, God. Ah, God is good. You want to share the testimony you put on a badder, you share like this. Ah. <laughs> God says, no. Ah, no, don't be comfortable there. And that was what God did. From Potiphar's house, God pushed him. Now, a period of testing. God was going to watch out how he will react. God was going to see how he will react. 
you know some people it's because there is no money yet guys so they don't talk about ladies they just face their business i say i have class so i have class and they know that they can't approach their tastes because the money is not there yet so the guy waits for money small money comes and then he begins to he packs his camry and step down <laughs> with the key <laughs> the car key <laughs> and then he goes to the guy to the girl and say hello <laughs> on his car hello <laughs> paragon of beauty how are you and now two looks and see the car <laughs> God knows that he could be destroyed. He could be destroyed by women. Read about Joseph. Mostly in the scriptures, those other great men married more than one wife. Read about Joseph. That experience taught him. He stuck with one woman. He didn't marry any other. Maybe in his destiny, he's not supposed to go beyond one. Under the Old Testament, this was permitted. They could marry more than one. But that trained him, strengthened him, strengthened him, and gave him the discipline. He didn't go beyond one. But there was a time that that woman came and said, don't worry, we'll just do everything nicely. Your boss will not know about it. What did he do? He said, excuse me, I don't want to be in this trouble. The woman was beautiful. He said, no, please, I don't want to. He said, your boss will not know. Relax. He said, no. He could have thought, ah, he could have bring me more promotion. Oh, you know, when a woman likes you in the house, ah, everything is. But he fled. He so fled that he left his coats behind. That's how fled he fled. Do you understand? <laughs> he so fled. <laughs> he left the thing. <laughs> what life of discipline. Do you ever thought about, have you ever thought about it? That if you were pinned inside your room, trapped, by a lady and the lady goes naked and says i'm full of love for you how will you react you see how you react shows your strength it shows how weak you are or how strong you are for some people they are strong their destiny is in, is so important to them you know some people they don't take destiny seriously they only say it with mouth uh, yeah uh. but some others they don't joke with it they know where they are going and they know what they want. And that's me, glory to God. I know exactly what I want. And I go for it. But some of that, they toy with it. They joke with it. They are just like Esau. And Jacob. They could sell it. Just Esau said, I'm hungry now. Now he's now. I'm really hungry. Like the guy is saying, I really want sex now. And that lady comes and says, Oh, good. Oh, good. Oh Lord, what an opportunity. There is nothing. We'll have it at the end. That's the end. No, that cannot be the end, brother. God has set your destiny. The devil is targeting it too. The same destiny. That's why you must be smart. You, you, you must learn to be strong inside. Do you understand? Those who are headed for greatness, they have toughness. Do you understand? They have resoluteness inside. Boy, I'm tough on the inside toughness they stay with what they want they stay with it they don't bend it they don't change it you must you must be don't let one fellow who 
who does not even have where he's going who's not serious one girl who has no who is not serious with life don't let that one come and deceive you because of what listen when you become great and you're disciplined god will look for the best and give to you i, I know what i'm talking about when you're disciplined god will he will not just give you any lady that has slept by sleeping around slept there slept there slept there and bring that one to you no not with your discipline do you understand not with your caution god is a rewarder do you understand and that was that said that every man has a wife that he deserves <laughs> and every woman has a husband that he deserves too you see she deserves too you see because god is going to give you what you deserve now if she's giving you a problem you deserved it <laughs> uh, glory to god please don't stick with that all right <laughs> but that's the fact that's the fact that's the fact all right so joseph came up later but he suffered some things he went through some training david the same solomon didn't but mostly god trains us before he brings us into greatness is important especially under the new testament god will train you first for where he's taking you to and he will use little little things little tests they will come your way here and there but you must pass you must if your focus you're going in the direction you're going your focus and this test you are not letting them drag you down brother your glory is, is so sure because god cannot break his word it's so sure because after the sufferings comes the glory. Let's look at First Peter chapter 30. The 18th verse. <laughs> for Christ also at once suffered for sins. But that was what he suffered for. The just for the unjust. The just for the unjust. Who was the just? He was the just. But he suffered for the unjust. You see, there are times that you may have to go through some things that you knew nothing about. You see that? There are times. For instance, you just came on the scene. You didn't know anything. Your parents had caused some trouble. But they were the ones that gave birth to you. And now you are suffering with them. The trouble they've caused. Jesus also suffered for us. What he knew nothing about, he suffered for us. And he did not complain. That's the beautiful thing. You must not complain. He did not complain. He didn't say, oh God, what is all this matter? Now, listen. If you complain while you're going through it, brother, it's not too late. Change immediately and apologize and keep going. Because God knows you have to go through this. This is the training that you have to receive. If you are ever going to amount to what he planned for you, then you must follow his ways. It must be done his own way. Not your own way. His own way. Alright, for Christ also had once suffered the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but quickened by the Spirit. That deals with faith. You see, he did what he did for us, that he might bring us to God. <laughs> he was doing what he was doing to bring us to God. Can you imagine? Even unto death, being put to death. 
Where is the final stage where things will change? At the point of death. Somebody say, what, what, what's that? Listen. If the training does not end in death, you have not completed it. It must end in death. What does death mean? It means death to self. You have to be dead to your own desire and your own passion and purpose. You have to be dead. You have to get to a place in your life where you are dead to those things. When you are dead, then your lifting begins. That moment, it will be like a surge. You begin to go up. You will be pushed upwards. Because you have, that's what God wants to achieve. He wants to get it to a point. You know, for different people, it's different things. For someone else, maybe God is trying to train you about money. Maybe you don't know how to use money. Or your idea about money is wrong. Anytime you have money, you think of nasty things. And God has to train you until you are dead to money. When you're dead to money, then he begins to put money in your hand. Because he has trained you enough for you to be able to handle it. Listen, this is how God operates. He doesn't give you something that will destroy you. Since he wants to give that to you, he has to train you so that it will not destroy you. Because the Bible says the prosperity of a fool destroys him. And God doesn't want you to be a fool. So you won't handle prosperity that will destroy you. So he doesn't want you to be destroyed. So what does God do? He trains you for it first. If it's the anointing, he will train you for a certain level of anointing before he delivers it to your hand. This is how he moves you. That's how God does it. He doesn't just deliver something to your hand like that. Why? You are his child. And he doesn't want you destroyed. Mm. Then you come to a place where you are now dead to that desire, that passion, all those things. Aha! Uh-huh. You are ready now. You are ready now. He begins to take you. Hmm. Woo. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter number 2. 10 verse. Alright, read it for me. Everybody want to go. Hey, can you see that true suffering is again? He's, he's going to bring many sons unto glory. That's another thing. When the Lord leads you, because of you, many other people will come into glory. Because there are those who are actually, whose destinies are tied to you. That's the fact. There are, those, there are some people that will never rise until they come in connection with you. Until they are connected. For instance, those that you will employ in your place of work. All those things, God saw them ahead. And he knows that you could destroy a lot of them if he doesn't train you and he puts you in this position. There are those you work with. What about the lady you are going to marry? Or the husband? You want to put the girl in trouble when you are not well trained? Our destiny is tied to yours. What about the children you are going to raise? So God sees all, all these people are there. And you are to bring them into glory. So your sufferings, must you must go through that first. These trainings. You must, go, you must go through this so that you can come into that which he has planned for you. And when you come into that, boy, others will rejoice in your life. They say, thank God. Thank God you follow through. Thank God. That's why some people now get jealous when you get some honor. They say, ah, is he God? Why are you honoring that? Do you know what he went through? That's when you can now command real honor. From men like you. Who put the honor there? God put it on you. 
because you passed do you understand you passed that test you passed it and now you have come to the place of honor say that's me in the name of jesus so you see whatever you go through now because that's the mistake that we young people make you say we just want to jump immediately because you see somebody the person is just his car just passed and steps out say ha this guy is my age mate too and he looks like he's in his glory you know he steps out everything is shining hey, 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 hey brother never in your life listen and listen good god warns us against it. he warns us never in your life envy someone else because of what you're seeing outside never never why your journey is different because someone beside you is succeeding does not mean you are failing never forget it that guy you don't know anything about his journey maybe all he has to live on earth is just three years more five years more you don't know but god knows that your own journey is still long and he wants to put some stuff into your hand and he has to train you for this stuff so never in your life envy someone of the way he's looking you know some of you, you get uncomfortable when you see uh, your secondary school classmates and you're going hey, pa-de, pa-de, you just meet the guy ah, eh, eh, don't let him see me don't let him see me why <laughs> because he's looking good she's looking good and they're stepping out of that supermarket and you, you are trying to buy maybe granite beside the shop that is beside the supermarket ah i know him very well and then you now feel bad then you go back thinking, hey, is he busy? Is the one? Is the one? He used to be my classmate. Ha! Ha! Then you go back and you, everybody is in trouble at home that day. <laughs> you shout at everybody as you're busy. Did you do what? I don't understand me. I'm not ready. Why? You are headed for your room. <laughs> Why is my life like this? <laughs> That's what some people did before they get admission into the university. They thought their whole life is finished. Why? Because they've not gained admission. Because there's no admi- they thought that if you if you not gain admission, then you are a failure. So their whole life, the other guy comes and says, I've got admission. How far with you? You don't know what to say. You feel bad. Why are you thinking like this? Because you are the first to start does not mean you'll be the first to reach the line naturally that's how it's supposed to be but with god no sir did you read about ahab ahab had the best chariots in the land he was the king the best chariots and he started riding on that chariot because he needed to get to the entrance to the gate and he was at high speed because he didn't want the rain to meet him because they had been instructed run abundance of rain sound of abundance and he started racing but you know what while he was going elijah was still there he was one that sent the message go and tell him to run i hear the sound of abundance of rain and while the guy was racing all of a sudden something happened listen that's how god operates do you understand 
God, ay, 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 ay. God is big. Do you understand? He is not limited. He is not limited. You may look small right now, but that does not mean that that guy that has gone ahead, that does not mean he's going to be ahead. Didn't you read it? The race is not to the swifts. The battle is not to the strong. Have you never read it? Read about how God dealt with men in the scriptures. Those that worked with him. Read up how he dealt with them. And he up with all of his racing. What did God do? God, the Bible says the hand of God came upon Elijah. And we did not read that Elijah started running. I was running past Ahab like this. And said, you see here? Ah, I didn't know. I run past him. That's not what the scripture says. You know, we've translated, we've interpreted it that that's what the scripture says. says Elijah outran. No, he did not outrun. I've studied that part very well. The term that the Hebrew word there does not mean to outrun. The Bible says the hand of God came upon Elijah and he was found before. In other words, it's called the transportation of the Holy Ghost. Do you understand? The Holy Ghost took Elijah and put him in front and all Ahab was seen, the next thing he started seeing Elijah, Elijah running. How did he get there? That's God. And he went ahead of him to the entrance. You see, this, this was not strange. This is not the first time the man of God will be transported. You see, who told you you have to walk? Who told you you have to go in the car? You see, the normal process, you have to go through this stage and this other stage and this other stage. That's for the word. But when God is dealing with you, he will make you jump it. He will just put it here. He's the one. Nobody can question him. Do you understand? If the government does it, people will rise to question. I say, why will you do that? What's all that? Because they are human beings and they have laws. But which law is holding God? When he puts your head, he puts your head. When he took Joseph, who was not even an Egyptian, when God took him and made him a prime minister in a strange land, listen, you, this had never happened before. Do you understand? How can God take him? This was Israelites. God took him and made him second in command to their own king and president in that land. He was the prime minister. Do you understand? All the people there, Egyptians, they were subject to him. You see, it's because they don't know me. Nobody know, knows me there. It's because I'm a Yoruba and this is Igbo land. What, what kind of nonsense? What are you thinking? This guy was an Israelite and this is Egypt. When it's God that is doing it, he had no limitations. You see, we think we, we, we limit God in our minds because of the news that we've heard, because of the experiences they've told us. Because of the stories that they've related to us. So we limit God in our mind. Uh, if God can just even... No, I'm not asking for too much. Lord. That one is too much. If you can just shift me into that place. Ah, God is thinking, who is this guy? Where have you been? Why are you thinking like this? You know, like David was asking that guy, where, where are you from? So God is asking, where are you from? Hey, if you are from SKC, you don't think like that. Hallelujah! We don't think like that because we think anything is possible otherwise this god is not real boy greatness is mine i'm headed for the very top very top 
when you have those periods of training when god is training you don't complain do it with joy go through in happiness go through in joy set your gaze on where you're going and make sure you walk with god do you understand let him carry you just be walking take your steps with him don't let someone else distract you you see that when you're walking with god you may see somebody while you're still taking your step it looks like you're just going gently and somebody just go beside you don't say ah god leave me alone ah eh, don't do that maintain your cool and just keep taking your steps you will discover that that guy that ran ahead when you get to where he is he has crashed you will still keep walking why because you're with jehovah that's how you think that's how you act towards trainings maybe they call you up and they say there is not enough money to send for your pocket money in school and you now begin to feel bad <sighs> what kind of education is this i'm just suffering in this place i'm just suffering in this place stop it any little thing they sent to you if it's two thousand naira if that's what they sent to you take it lift it before god and say lord i give you praise because in my life i will never give as low as this to my children and that's what you're training me for then you take out your tithes sanctified red take the tithe you tie that in the name of jesus and say lord this is a connection between me and you i would never run dry listen when i meet beggars and i have any of my kids there if it's a small child maybe it's a child what i do is i give my children money i say you give it to him as they give the money i say you would never beg in your life that's what i do programming their life you don't want to have your kids on the street begging for what life is spiritual don't you understand you pro- the way you want to go in your life you can determine and you begin to talk yourself into it with actions principles to follow that's how you live your life if you just leave everything to happen then anything should happen no you know the problem with many despite they are going through what they are going through they are still they are now complaining they are still complaining complaining so they will suffer there and still keep on suffering instead of you to take that situation and turn it out for your victory and in all of that give praise to god be happy they can understand in this room three of us live here roommates only you bring the worst full stuff sometimes you don't even bring at all and yet you are the lousy or lousiest and talkative always jumping around always singing praises i can see every day turning that they say what <laughs> hey you know why because your joy is not dependent on those things you know that these things uh uh-uh, these things don't define me they are for a while why we look not at the things which are seen but are the things which are not seen for the things which are seen are temporal but those things which are not seen are eternal there's something that others are seeing that's not what you're looking at you see that's not what you're looking at while you're trekking from campus gate to inside campus because there's no transport fare all the time you're trekking just be singing in the holy ghost and just be singing be singing in the holy ghost while you're coming in 
Why? You have to be at the lectures and there's no money. Don't complain. Complainers don't go far. Don't complain. Don't be complaining. What kind of life is this? And somebody said he's serving God. This God said that somebody's serving. Is God really real? And apostle will say, God, anything is possible. <laughs> no, 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 no. As you're marching, brother. Oh boy. I remember as I was working, I remember one time that I was working as a bachelor. And as I had to check on the stand because the the salary was not too big at the time. And I had to check from where I was. I wouldn't take bike every day. No, 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 no. <laughs> you want to finish salary. So <laughs> I had to check from my house to the place. But you know what? Every time I kept confessing, the blessings of God are activated in my life. That's what I do as I was going. The blessings of God. All things are working together for my good. I just kept talking as I was going. Now, don't mind. Somebody may look at you and, and be wondering, who is he talking to? Don't mind him. That's his business. After all, it's your mouth. Do I have to pay to speak? <laughs> I kept doing it. Sometimes I'm full of worship while I was going because I knew. I knew that I didn't belong there. And you know what? In a short while, God promoted me from that level to a higher level. In a short while. Some people don't, they don't accept training with gladness. They complain. That way you paralyze the angels that are supposed to be working for you. There are angels that are there to go with you. The presence of God cannot be stirred that way. The anointing cannot be activated that way. Why? Using the wrong codes. You just kept using the wrong codes. Your mouth is just saying rubbish. Nonsense. Ah, God, should, we, should we now be lying again? Ah, I must say the fact. I'm suffering. I'm suffering. <laughs> Since you've been saying it, you complain. Some people, their mouth will not say. They want to tell everybody. Ah, this is why we are telling people that we will find help. If we don't tell people, how are we going to be helped? Ah, I'm suffering, you know. I must be honest with you. As the uncle calls, ah, ah thank God you called. I've been trying to call you. Oh, <laughs> life has dealt with me. What? What kind of a life is this? The Bible says, against hope. Abraham believed in hope. Don't you understand? Everything looked like there is no hope. But against hope, he believed in hope. So he may be in a situation that looked hopeless. Against hope. Brother, believe in hope. Because your situation will not be the first. God is able to turn everything around. If God can make a man a millionaire in split second, think about you. You that you're a child of God, connected with him. What he's doing is he's still training you. Getting you ready. Getting you ready. Brother, don't miss it. Don't miss it. Some people have missed it. They went ahead. They took steps faster than God. They fell. Calm down. Walk with him. Let him take you. <laughs> Glory to God. Boy, prosperity is mine. Mm. Mm. Prosperity is mine. Listen. All that I ever went through that are caused sufferings, my children will never go through. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Because you know, there are a lot of things going on in the home. Because we love our family. In reality, we know that's not supposed to be the standard. 
They send you 5,000 naira. They say a whole month. Ah! 5,000 naira. What is that going to do? Even 5,000 naira in three weeks is small. No full stuff. Nothing. Even in two weeks. That is with the way things are. But you see, because there's no money, that still proves it's right. But when no waste money, you can't be wasting money like that. Thought that when did I just send you 5,000 naira? You see, no money. You have no choice. So you have to corner the thing. And say, no, when did I just send it? And you too, you are like, my daddy has tried for me. Ah! Yeah, I will never be born in my life! life. Ah! Some people go out. 5,000 is nothing. They sit down on a seat. They order for everything. 5,000 is still not enough. And they are human beings. And they don't complain. Because the money is there. And they step out of that place. Leave some stuff there. It's like, ah, oh God, won't you finish this thing now? That leaves the place. Brother, 5,000 are two weeks. You see why you, you, yeah, don't rely on your parents. Listen, you must start working on your life. Do you understand? You must, don't, don't blame them. That's what they got. Don't blame them. Leave them alone. I don't say it's because I have poor parents. Even not because I have poor parents. That's the, I know what my mates are doing. Shut up. Shut up. Otherwise, you will end up like them. Because this complaint will make you end up like them. So what are you going to do? Avoid it for your future. Avoid it for your children. And there's a way to do it. And that's what I'm teaching you. Don't be complaining all the time. And don't argue. Don't go there and say, hey, you are even saying, how much is somebody can sit down? Somebody can sit down on the spot and finish 5,000. No! Don't talk like that. Listen, they gave you what they had. Take it. Appreciate it. I've told you what to do. Multiply it. Lift it up and bless God for it. Take out the tithes. And the rest, let the wisdom of God guide you on how to spend it. It's just for a time. You're not going to end your life like this. And be joyful. Be happy. Nobody is responsible for your success. Make no mistakes. No, but not even your parents. They can only try what they can try and do what they can do. You are responsible. God may use them. God may touch them as your destiny helper or use someone else. But those people are not really responsible. Somebody may help you and you are still zero. There are those that have been helped before. The uncle complained. You know how much I gave you to start business? Now the business has come down. Why? Because success was not inside the guy. So when the money came, that's why I teach you the right mindset. If you don't have the right mindset, even if they put you on top of the throne, in a short while you will fall down. You will fall off and make you a king. This mindset will bring you down to poverty again. <laughs> so that's why you must work on yourself. You are responsible for your life. And you know the story is sweet. After you help the Lord, let the Lord help you and you become something without anybody helping. Oh boy, nobody will be able to take any glory and say, I make you. Ah, uh-uh. you will say, God made me. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That's why you must wake up to these truths. I would never be poor, I would never be defeated, I would never be a victim. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, my place is at the top. I'm headed for the top. Tell the person beside you, say, Listen up. I'm headed for the top. And now to the other person, say, listen. I'm headed for the top. The one that is sitting beside you right now does not know who you are. 
He doesn't. He's still looking at you. He's calculating. He's calculating what's worth of your shirt and your blouse. Brother, it's just for the period of time. We may meet and jam. You understand? At that uh, spot where they sell Okirika. We may meet there. I want to pick. He wants to pick. Ah, brother, this is you. Is it? on a while. What matters is that in years to come, you don't meet him there again. That's what matters. Today is not as important as tomorrow. That's how God sees it. What matters now is not this one. We meet the ah. Don't be ashamed. Smile. I said, you come here too. Ah. They have good stuff here. That's your level now. The time will come. And let me tell you. When you purchase those things, don't wear them sad. Are your needs. If you can starch it, starch it. Let it stand. Wear it. Square your shoulders. Chin up and walk like a king. Glory to God. Glory to God. I'm a victor. So if you're calculating how much is the shoes worth, how much is his watch worth, and you're calculating all of that, nonsense. Stay there and be calculating. You will still be calculating. I will be climbing, climbing, climbing. At that time, you will see real price. <laughs> Lift your hands and blast in the Holy Ghost. This message was produced by Supernatural Kingdom Church. To get more of our messages, call 0806 0087 643 or 0816 0114 389. Thank you and God bless you.